Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoredeya Chevik Sheni, Hilchos Shiluach Haken, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Zion. We dedicate the learning today. Leilu Nishmas Yentefrad Lbas Rabbi Shuaye Harini Kapuras Mishkova, and for a complete Rafuah Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Basgalia. Rochel Basgalia, Yisrael Meir ben Carmela, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomanisa ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Eliana Golda bas Chanafega, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yisrael ben Chanaleya, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leya, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Aharon ben Sora Sosha, Sorocho bas Yuspendel, Avivalano bas Yuspendel, Tuvietzvi ben Chayaliza, Gitgenendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, David Lei ben Shena, Hill Yisrael ben Sora, Nechemizalma ben Sora Fega, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Pesia bas Chayester, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisim ben Pesia, Dvoira Gila Simcha bas Chava, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Tzi Sholem ben Rita Beverly, Bas Yekela bas Amalia Malka, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanorifka, Froma bas Genessa, Aviva Chaya bas Estemindel, Gitalea bas Frumet, Moshe Lei ben Chanabrindel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Shlomoi ben Rivka Sprinza, Yaakov Yitzchok ben Rochel Etl, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudes Gila, Shimon Elazar ben Michal, David Elio ben Michal, Besoich Sharchel Yisrael. This halach again is based on chapter 72 in Likuti Moran, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about the different types and levels of Yetzirah, and speaking also about the topic of thoughts, a person being bombarded with extraneous thoughts, and exactly how to deal with it correctly. Everything we've been learning about till now is related also to what took place at Kriyas Yamsuf, where it says, <clears throat> What does this mean? When the tumultuous waters try to rise up against us, this is how we refer sometimes to the bad thoughts and negative thoughts that bombard, that flood a person's mind. They're compared to the deep waters of the sea. And there's no place to escape. Can't go forward, can't go backwards. As we described in the previous year, 
when Paroi came upon the Jewish people, when they were standing facing the Red Sea, they were surrounded on all sides. She'oz ha'nefesh Yisraeli betzoro uvemetsuka gedoyla. In that kind of situation, the Jewish soul is in a terrible, terrible emergency. Bibchinas yoinosi bekhagve asela beseser hamadrega. As we quoted the Pasuk in Shira Shirim, where it says, my, my dove is in the, in the rocks, hidden, hidden, trying to escape the, the, the bird that wants to kill it, and, and facing a snake that's there in the rocks, also trying to kill it. Azai ein takono kim sheyasiach daitoi there is no solution for the person other than to move their thoughts away from away from these these thoughts that are flooding them and not to look back at them at all to ignore them completely just change the channel like we say switch to thinking about something else but rather for the person to rush like a powerful person who's running to escape from all of these negative thoughts and to go on the path that the person is involved in, which means if the person is in the middle of learning Torah or Tfila and not to look back at all whatsoever. Rakia says Shaloi, but rather for the person to do what they're doing, what they're in the middle of doing, nothing else. And this is what the Pasuk says there, that Hashem instructed Moshe Rabbeinu, Daber al-Bnei Yisrael, speak to the Jews, V'yisu, tell them, so tell them to go forward. Sheyel Chuladakom, they should go on their merry way, in a sense, go on whatever path they're going on, and jump into the sea. And not to think about, and not what's, what's in back of them, Paroi and the Egyptians, and not to look there at all whatsoever. And sure enough, this is what the Jewish people did at the time. Nachshin ben Amenodov was the first one to jump into the sea. V'achrov kol Yisrael. And afterwards, all the other Jews followed him. V'holchu bayom ad chotmon. They went into the sea, and the sea did not split right away. They were going into the water until the water reached up to their nose. K'mayshom Rabbi Senusal, as the Gemara says in Soita, page 37, Hainu shaloi histaklu al hamayim hashoitfim, mayim hazeidoinim. They didn't look at these waters, these turbulent waters, bechinas metzulas yom, these deep waters, shehem habilbulim vahirhurim roim, which is one of the ways that we refer to all of this confusion in a person's mind and the bad thoughts, the sinful thoughts and the negative thoughts, vahamachshavais rabois hamavavalmoisim avedosam, and all of the many, many extraneous thoughts that are trying to confuse them it, during their avoida, when they're davening or they're learning, especially during the time of tefillah. Rabbein Zal says in a chapter on the Kudimran, 
that one of the terms, one of the words that we use to refer to tefillah is tehillah. Tof heilahe, tehillah ledavet aremimcha. And Rabbi Nezal says, it's related to the Pasuk, uvemalachov yosim tohola. Hashem places confusion among his angels. Tohola means confusion, terror in a sense. And Rabbi Nezal says, because the greatest confusion comes to a person during the time of davening. When a person is trying to davening, that's the time which is most prevalent when the Yetzirah tries to bombard the person with all kinds of thoughts. Like Rabbi Nezal says here, ubifrat bitfilosam. But rather the Jews jumped into the waters, the deep waters. And they went forward, confident, on their path. Meaning, they continued to do what they were doing. Their avoidas Hashem, whether it was learning or davening, while the waves of the sea were very powerful, surrounding them in a powerful way. Which are all of these thoughts and confusion. And the, the Jews did not look back at all whatsoever. Rak They went forward, meaning they continued in their avodah. And most certainly, the more that the Jewish people tried not to look at all of these things and just to go forward. The, the, these waters became more what were very powerful against them. Like two people who are fighting with each other. Who, when one sees that the other one appears to be winning, so the opponent tries extra hard to fight. However, the holy Jewish nation ignored all of this. Vikimu Eitzanal, they followed the advice that we mentioned earlier, Rabbi Nezal's advice. Lehischazek, Levli, Lehistakel Aleim Klal, to be strong and firm and to ignore completely these thoughts. Raklelech Darkoma Kodesh Besoicham, but rather to go on their holy path in middle of all of these thoughts. Besoich Shtifa Sayam, while the waters of the sea are raging. Ad Shabo Ad to the point where the waters rose all the way up to their nose. And then when Hashem saw how firm the Jews were and how how solid they were in this path, that we're not gonna leave our learning or davening at no matter what kind of confusion we're being attacked with. That's when Hashem had Rachmanus on them. And Hashem split the Red Sea before them. And the Jews passed through the sea on dry land. When a person becomes strong and, and, and confident and in going forward with their davening or learning 
and not to look back at all. And doesn't look at these thoughts and the confusion at all whatsoever. Ignores them. Azai pitom legamri mamish. Then suddenly, at some point, they they are eliminated completely. Kemoi hayam, just like the the sea. Shenizbate lefnei bnei Yisrael, which became nullified before the Jewish people, became subdued completely. Venishapech liabosha, and turned into dry land. One of our members listened to the shir yesterday and wrote me a WhatsApp that I'd like to share. Shalom, Reb Thank you very much for your shir yesterday. Want to share my experience. Never in my life have I been subjected to such a massive attack of bad thoughts as on the day of Yom Kippur. It was something very strong and insidious. Neither my first remedy, which was repeated repetition of the Shema, nor the second, which was repetition of Tehillim 100, helped. Only when I started learning Lesson 7 of Likutim Aran, which is what they were learning at the time, this person is involved in learning that lesson in Likutim Aran, it became easier. Bad thoughts disappeared. But as soon as I stopped learning the lesson, these thoughts returned with renewed vigor. Returned to the lesson again, and the bad thoughts receded. And so on for almost the whole day. Baruch Hashem, the next day, these thoughts disappeared. Thank you very much again. This is current events. What, what, what somebody went through on Yom Kippur and how they dealt with it and, 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 and overcame it. Any questions, please? Now, Rav Nelson is going to go into an in-depth... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I spaced out just for a quick mo- moment because it's like one twenty-two in the morning here. Um, how did he overcome it? The Shema didn't help. The Shema didn't help. And, and reciting it, they, they, they focused on a chapter in Likut Imran that they were involved in learning. They put their thoughts into the chapter in Likut Imran. Because again, a person has to see what what item will captivate their brain, will, will their brain will connect to. And and for this person, it was that chapter in Likut Imran that they were in the middle of learning. And each time they put their head in there, the thoughts left. They stopped, the thoughts came back, and it happened multiple times, but they said the following day that the thoughts disappeared completely. Now, Rav Nosenzal goes into an in-depth discussion about Koirach and his gang that opposed Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is one of about 10 or 15 places in Likutei Alochas where Rav Nosenzal gives a clear, beautiful explanation of what it was really all about and what we could learn from that story. Paragraph Ches, V'zeh b'chinas machloikes koirach v'chol adosoy. And based on what we're learning here, we'll be able to understand the, the opposition, the battle of Koirach and his whole group against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim. 
Shahoyu Anoshim Gedoilim Maoid Maoid. Koirach and his followers were on a very, very high level spiritually. Bale Hasoga Veruach Hakoidesh. These were people who had very high level understanding of Hashem and people who had divine, the divine spirit of Hashem upon them. Kamashakosov, as it says there in the Chumash, Nesie Hoedo, leaders of the community, Kriye Moyed, Anshe Shem, Roshe Sanhedroyes, that many of them were leaders, leading rabbis of the Sanhedrin. Ubefrat Koirach, and especially Koirach himself, Shehoya Godoil Mikol Halevim, Kemavur Bechol Asforim. Koirach was the greatest of all the Levim at that time, as it says in the Zohar Kodesh. Umehechon Bozoi Slipol Kolkach. So, how in the world did this come about that they should fall to such a low place? Lachloik Al Hashem Va'al Moshe Vi'aroim to go up against Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyen? Ach kol nimshach mebechina hanal. Rab Zal says, however, all of this is related to what we were learning previously. Again, in chapter 72 in Likut Imran. Shafilu tzadikim gedoilim v'noiroim yesh lahem Even great, awesome tzadikim have a yetzahara. They have an evil inclination. Rak shehu bechinas malach hakodosh mamish. However, their Yetzirah is not the low-level Yetzirah that we contend with. Whether I should eat too much or, or look where I'm not supposed to, chas v'sham, those kind of things. Hainu bechinas gvurois v'dinim elyoinim u'gevoyim. Their Yetzirah, the Yetzirah of these great people is, is dinim from Hashem. And very, very high-level dinim, shehem tzrichim lahamtikam, which these great tzadikim are required to sweeten these dinim, to overpower these dinim. Vehem tzrichim melchama gedoyla bedaitom lichboy shuleshaber zayetzahara. And these great people require a major battle. It's a very, very powerful, difficult battle that they have to fight in their mind to overcome, to defeat this variate Sahara. Afal Pishahu Kodosh Vizach, even though this person is very holy and very pure. Umi Shepoikem Bozer, Ve'enoi Mamtik Hadin Koroi, and if any of these great people is not successful, if they mess up and they do not sweeten those dinim properly, they can fall into major, major mistakes and stumbling blocks as a result of this. Rav Nosanzal says, however, you should know there are thousands and tens of thousands of variations of this. And now he's going to give us some examples. There are many tzaddikim that were not successful in this area. They were poigim. And despite the fact that their pegam, their mistake, was major, major, despite that, they remained on their level and they died as righteous people. 
אבל יש שפוגמו בבחינס היצהור הגבוה הנ"ל, whereas there are some people who messed up on, with their very high level יצהור, וידי זה הסגרה בהם כל כך, and as a result, ויצהור battled against them and beat them up to such a degree, עד שהיפלוי סמטה מטה. to the point where the Yetzirah threw them down, knocked them down to very, very low places, to the point where some of them fell all the way down, the Kofru Be'ikor, and actually denied the oneness of Hashem, Rachmon al-Etzlan. As we find in the story in the Gemara in Chagiga, page 14, where the Gemara tells us that there were four super giants that entered into a very, very high spiritual place in heaven. Rabbi Akiva, Ben Azai, Ben Zoyma, and Rabbi Elisha Ben Avuya, who later became known as Acher. Because most definitely, all four of these were on a very, very high level. They were to enter into this incredible high spiritual place. However, only one of them made it out of there perfect, without any damage. Who Rabbi Akiva, which is Rabbi Akiva, Shenichnas Bisholim, Veyotza Bisholim, where the Gemara says about him, he entered in peace and left in peace, meaning he was completely successful in going to that very high place and coming back down with no side effects, no damage, no mistakes at all. Avul Ben Asai U Ben Zoymo. Whereas the Gemara tells us, these two, Ben Azai and Ben Zoyma, each one of them was harmed to a certain degree. One of them looked, they saw something, and it caused their mind to be affected, to be damaged. Where when they would speak to people, they couldn't, people couldn't make sense out of what they were saying. So it appeared to the people as if the person became crazy because they couldn't bring the light down in, in a healthy way. The other one looked and died. His soul left him. His soul wasn't able to come back down at all. However, despite the fact that these two got harmed in the process, they remained tzaddikim, they remained righteous people, they didn't go against Hashem in any way. It's just that they made some type of, some type of mistake, and there was something that they didn't complete properly. Whereas the fourth person, Rabbi Elisha ben Avuya, who later on became known as who was became known as Acher, the other one, the unmentionable one in a sense, Kitzeitz Benetios. He actually denied the oneness of Hashem. He went off the path completely. He forfeited his Olam Haba. And the Gemara tells us what was his mistake? What was Acher's mistake? The Gemara says 
that would cause Acher to become confused was an angel. He saw an angel sitting and writing the, the good things and the merits and the demerits of the Jewish people. And he saw, said, it looked to him as if there's two leaders in heaven. There's Hashem and this angel, Chas V'Shalem. Hainu al Yidei Shero'o. Malach Memtes, as a result of the fact that Acher saw the holiest angel in heaven, the one that's called the Malach Memtes, the Isyahivle Rishusel Lemichtav Schusayu, who was given permission by Hashem to be the one to do the accounting, to write down the merits, the Schuyas of Klal Yisrael, the Chulu, etc. And this caused Acher to become confused that it looked to him chas v'shon, as if there's two, as if there's two leaders in heaven. Kaviochel chas v'shon. Hainu shahatoz sheloi hoyo al yidei toikef hadin shehislapeshoz bebechinas malach. The mistake of Acher came about as a result of a major aspect of din that became cloaked in this malach memtes. And allowed for Acher to make a mistake, to become confused. And Acher did not withstand the test to be strong in his das and chachmav kedusha. He allowed himself to follow his thought process. And to the point where he came up with the wrong conclusions. He came up with a conclusion as if there's more than one Hashem. <clears throat> and this is why the truth is <clears throat> that our rabbis tell us in the Gemara, that they took this angel and they gave him 60 lashes, 60 fiery lashes, meaning he was punished in a sense, this angel, my time, my time, why this angel didn't stand up for Acher? And that would have shown Acher that this angel is, this is not Hashem, this is something subservient to a rabbi even. Move on, Mizeh. We understand from this Gemara that what took place was there was that there was some aspect of Midas Hadin that cloaked itself in this angel, which caused this angel to want to test Acher, to want to tease Acher and test him. This is what Rabbi Nassau refers to in Likut Imran as this very high-level Yetzirah, Shehu Bechinas Malach HaKodesh, which is a very holy angel, Bechinas Dinim Ugvurois. And yet, this angel is, is connect, connecting to the Midas Sadin, to judgment and Gvurois. This particular angel is discussed several times in the Gemara, very often in the Zohar Kodesh, and the the and and Rabbi Nezal speaks about it in several places in the Kutimran. What we're told about this angel is number one, <coughs> the the letters Mem Tes Tes 
is the beginning of his name. We don't write, we don't pronounce the entire name. The full name is Memtestes Reshvav Nun. And sometimes he's called Matat Sarhaponim. Matat, the master of the face, Kaviochel. Which the first letters of Matat Sarhaponim make up the word Moshe, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu as being Hashem's chief angel, Kaviochel. But in any case, we're told that this angel, Kaviochel, Hashem allows this angel to manage the world to a degree during the six days of the week. And this angel is referred to as the concept of the six days of the week, which represent kosher, posel, tomei, tohor, osur, mutter, a combination of good and bad to a degree, on a certain sense. But here it's talking about on a very, very, very high spiritual level. This angel, again, is referred to as the highest angel in heaven. The, the Zohar Kodesh says that there are t- two of the highest yeshivas in heaven. One of them is called the Mesifta Derekia, the heavenly yeshiva, of which this angel is the Rosh Yeshiva. And the Zohar Kodesh says, in that yeshiva there's, there are debates, like in the Gemara. There, are, there is a concept of question and answer and debates. Whereas there's the Mesifta Elah, the upper yeshiva, the uppermost yeshiva in heaven, of which Kaviochel Hashem himself is the Rosh Yeshiva, there there's no debate. There's no two. There's only one, only pure oneness in a sense. And it's this angel about whom, when after the Egel Hazov, and Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, all right, I see that I can't stay with you because the, the Jews are making mistake after mistake and I'm going to get angry, I'll wipe you out completely. I'm going to send my malach, my angel, before you. But don't get confused by him because my name is inside of him. This is the wording in the Chumash in Parshas Mishpatim. Al tamer boy, kishmi bekir boy. Don't confuse this angel to think that it's me because my name is in this angel. And again, the Zohar Kodesh explains that this angel, Mem Testes Reish Vav Nun, is Bigematria Shin Dalad Yud, Hashem's name Shakai, which is the name that refers to that angel, which is the name that refers to Zeranpin, of which this angel is associated with. Back to Earth. Question? Does that mean that the, that the angel Matat was the Yitzhahara against, against Acher, or there was an, a Yitzhahara that it had, or something? Careful, let's, let's again repeat the wording of Rav Nosenzal. The This angel is a super, super holy angel. Rav Nosenzal explains that the Midas Hadin was Nislapesh in this angel a Midas Hadin, and since the Yitzhahara draws from Midas Hadin, so this was an aspect of negativity that was Nislabesh in this super holy high-level angel, and allowed for this angel to become a test for, for, for Acher. You follow? Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling. And this is what that machloikis was all about, the machloikis of Koirach. 
Ki Koirach Hoyo Levi. Koirach came from Shevet Levi. Vahoyo Godoil Halavian. He was the greatest of the Levian. Vize Yodua, and it's known in Sifre Kabola, Shelevi, who Bechinas Shoirish Hadin Hakodosh Vahanoira. That Levi is the origin of, of awesome holy Midas Hadin. Ki Koyein, who Bechinas Chesed. Vilevi, who Bechinas Gvuravadin Kayadua, because everyone knows, those that are familiar with Chasidus and Kabola, that Koyen represents Chesed. Levi represents Gvura. The Koyhanim are the ones who give the bracha. Koy sevorachu es bnei Yisrael. <clears throat> the Leviim are an Indian of Kedusha, Tahara. V'tiharto es halevim, it says. You'll purify the Leviim. The Leviim had to be shaved. All hair had to be removed from their entire body because hair is an aspect of din. And it's brought that Levi, which is din, plus hair, which is din, would be too much din. That's why their hair had to be shaved completely. And this is why Hashem gave over the Levim to serve the Koyhanim. That the Levim should be attached to the Koyhanim, La'avoidosam, to help them with their service. Kedeshiye nichlal halevi bekoyen, in order that the levi should become merged with the Koyen, should become submerged in a sense, subdued and merged with the Koyen, Kedei lahamtik hadin bisharoshoi, in order to thereby sweeten the din at its origin, at its roots. By the Levi being subservient to the Kohen, just like the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that when a person is davening Shmon Esrei, if they're not davening in a sitter, if they're davening with their eyes closed, if you're holding a sitter, you're holding the sitter in your hands. If not, the person should put their hands together with the right hand above the left hand. Because the right represents Chesed, the left represents Gvura. So we always want to subdue the left to the right. That's why when we wash our hands, we wash the right first. When we put on our shoes, we put on the right one first. All of these things in order to emphasize, to give strength to the right side, to the chesed, to the koyen, over the levi, over the gevura. V'alkein iker hatikun al yedei shehalevi shubchinas din and therefore, the main tikkun of this whole issue of din is by the levi becoming subservient to the koyen and serving the koyen. Uh, through this, nimtokin kol hadinim bisharoshim. This results in, in a sweetening of all dinim, the, the whole midas at its at its source, at its roots. V'nistaknin kol ha'olamos, and this allows for all the worlds to get their tikkun. V'nimcholin v'niskaprin kol ha'avoynos, and all sins are completely forgiven. Ki kol ha'avoynos v'chatoim he'malidei ha'yitzrin roim, because we know that all sins are caused by our yitzer horrors. Which all draw from that from that side of din, 
ואין הדין נמתק אלא בשרושו. And we have a rule in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, that you can only really sweeten the din by going to its source. על כן לא יהיו באפשר שתהיה הכפור הוותיקון של עבודת בית המקדוש על ידי הכהן של חסד לבד. That's why the forgiveness of the sins and the whole tikkun of the avoid in the Beis HaMikdosh wasn't, a, couldn't be completed by the Koyen alone. Ki tzrichin lehamtik hadin b'sharoshoi because we must sweeten the din at its source. If we want to erase these sins, we have to go to their source. Al kein huchroch she'yye nilve ha'levi el ha'koyen. That's why the levi has to be attached and subservient to the koyen. To be subservient to him. And to serve the koyen in all different aspects, whatever the koyen needs help with. As it says clearly in the Torah, The levim will, will attach themselves to you and serve you. This is to the koyenim. As a result of the fact that the Levi, who represents the source, the roots of, of Din, by him becoming subservient to the Kohen and serving him, that results in the Midas Hadin, which is being represented by the Levi, becoming merged and subdued by the Koyen, who is the Chesed. V'nimtak hadin shel halevi. And the Midas hadin of the Levi becomes sweetened. Shehu shoyrish hadin, which is the source of din. Shezeo bechinas hamtokas hadin b'sharoshoi. This is an example of what the Sifrei Kabbalah refer to when they say being mamtik v'din at its source. Shayideizeh ikar hatikun. And this is the main tikkun for whatever requires tikkun. This is the main solution of all problems. And that's what resulted in all of the forgiveness of sins. This, this process of the Levim being subservient to the Koyhanim and serving them and assisting them. Because through this process of the Levi being subservient to the Koyen, through this, the power of the Yetzirah was being subdued and, and, and defeated at its source. Shehu Hadin, which is Din. Because by the Koyen doing his Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash and the Levi assisting him and serving him, this affected a Hamtoka Sadin at its source. Any questions? Is the Koyen Numtak ready? You don't need any Tikkun? Question, does the Koyen need any Tikkun? Everything needs Tikkun in its own way. But the main Tikkun here is that, that the left should be subservient to the right. That the Midas Adin should be subdued and overpowered and 
by, by the right, by the chesed, that there should be more chesed than din, that concept. I remember I once heard a beautiful chiddush from Rav Rosenfeld, that sheds a little more light on this. The Torah tells us that a koyhen becomes possible. A koyhen is not able to do service in the Beis Hamikdash if he has a mum, if he has a major defect in his body. That's what passes a koyhen. Other than that, if a koyhen is 70 years old, 80 years old, he's allowed to continue serving in the Beis Hamikdash. If a levi has a mum, he's not possible. He can still do his service in the Beis Hamikdash. A levi only becomes possible with age. The Levim, there was a specific age group from 30 to 50 that the Levim served, did their service in the Beis Hamikdash. When he was 50 years old, he's retired. Question, if a mum is a problem, then it should disqualify a levi also. If age is an issue, then it should disqualify the coin also. What's going on here? The answer is, again, based on the Sifrei Kabbalah, we understand this perfectly. Koyen is chesed. Koyen chesed, as a person gets older, they mellow with age. They become more chesed. Grandparents are generally kinder than parents. So by koyen, aging is not a problem. It, it, it makes him even better. He gets better with age. But a mum... The word mum, mem vav mem, is bigimatria elikim. Mum is a bechina of din, an aspect of din. Hashem's name is din. Mum disqualifies a koyen because it's going against what he represents. He's supposed to be chesed, and mum is din. Levi, who is the, the aspect of din, he represents midas hadin. By him, when he gets over a certain age, He's, he's, he's too mellow. He's too mellow to be a qualified levy. After 50, he's too mellow. What, and, and therefore, a, 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 a mum doesn't passel him. Mum is din, levy is din. For him, mum is okay. It's not a disqualifier. It's only when he crosses a certain line of age, and then he's veering more towards chesed, he's no longer levy. He's no longer the levy that should be serving in the Beis HaMikdash. Exactly. Question in the chat regarding the, the story we told earlier about the person on Yom Kippur. If a person is davening, they're not free to focus on a chapter in Likut Imran. So if nothing else is capable of helping them, what are they supposed to do during Trila? The answer is not necessarily that nothing else can help them. This particular person this happened to be a woman. This particular person was at a point in the tefillah, possibly, maybe during a, a chazor sashats, maybe during some kind of a break, where they were able to look into a Likut Imran. They were able to, to, to focus on that. But Rav Nassenzal told us, whatever you're doing, if you're in the middle of tefillah, continue your tefillah. Focus on your tefillah. If you're in the middle of learning, focus on learning. If sometimes a person will see that this doesn't work, try that. Meaning, if the tefillah doesn't work, try Torah. In general, we say that every person goes through alias and yuridas, ups and downs. 
And sometimes, when a, for example, sometimes when a person's up, they have a head to learn. They can learn Gemara, they can learn Rashi, Toysfis, they can learn. Sometimes when a person's in a state of Moichen de Katnus, they can't learn. They, 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 they can't put their head into the learning. So we say, okay, so Davin, say to Hillam, do something else. Do, do, go do a, an act of chesed. So here again, there are times that a particular avoider, that a person can follow through with a particular avoider. There's times that the person has to switch to a different avoider. But the point is that all of us have this issue. All of us have this test at different times and often of being bombarded with these thoughts, especially when it comes to tefillah. And Rav Zal says, don't fight them, don't debate with them, just continue, go forward. Go forward with your avoidas Hashem, whether it's tefillah, whether it's Torah, or any, any act of avoidas Hashem. Another question in the chat. When we open the Aram Kodesh, when we pull aside the Paroiches to open the Aram Kodesh, should it be done from right to left or left to right? It's a good question. I, I'd like to look into it because I've seen what's usually done. It's usually done from some reason from right to left. I don't know if it... I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try to look into that. There is an interesting question that comes up regarding right to left. How come Lushen Kodesh? When we read a Sefer, we're reading from right to left. What's going on here? I thought we're supposed to always try to go towards the right. This question is asked in the Zohar Kodesh, and the Zohar Kodesh says the Torah came from upstairs. The Torah Kaviochel, it's Hashem facing us. When someone is facing you, your, their right is your left. Their right is your left. So that, that's how the Zohar Kodesh answers that. But again, there's, there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of things that this clarifies. Let's go back inside. Paragraph test. V'chol to'usoi. The Koira Choyolevi, the Koira Choyolevi, Vahio Godol Halavim, Ubevadai Hoyonechas, Besharoshe, Beyoser, Bebekinas, Dinim of Vurus Harbe. He was definitely connected at his source to Super Dinim, Ubeemes, Zehoyo, Mitzad, Maalosoi. And the truth is, that wasn't something wrong with him. That's because he was so great, because he was on such a high level, he was connected on a very, very high place to the Midas Sadin. Ki behashoyresh kol hadinim heim kedoshim vezakim mo'oid mo'oid. Because at their source, at their place of origin, all of these dinim are very holy and pure. They're not a negative item whatsoever. They actually are, are part of the completion and perfection of all the worlds. 
However, they must be controlled, they must be sweetened and brought together, merged into the chesed. <clears throat> and this is what all of our Torah and mitzvahs and everything is really all about. It's about bringing together the midas chesed and gevura in a way that the, the gevura is subservient to the chesed. The Koirach, Malosoi, and Koirach, based on the high level he was on, Shahoya Gedoil Halavim, he was the greatest of the Levim, Bevatai Hoyu Boidinim Gavoyim Harabe Moid. He definitely had very high level major major dinim inside of him. And his avoida was to sweeten those dinim. And the way that he was supposed to accomplish that was by nullifying himself completely to Aharoin Hakoyen, Shohoyo Tachlis HaChesed, who was the epitome of Chesed. However, unfortunately, because of his arrogance, Nizgare Boy Hadin, the Midas Hadin fought him. It opposed Koirach. And he did not withstand that he didn't pass the test. And he became jealous of Aaron boy. He refused to submit and become subservient to Aaron Akoyin. And the moment that he made a decision in his heart to separate from Aaron Akoyin, takeif his gabruboy hadinim biyoser. The midas hadin got even stronger inside of him. Vinifrad yoiser, and he got pushed further away from Chesed. Vicholma shenifrad yoiser nizgaruboy hadinim yoiser, and the more that he moved away from Chesed from Arakoin, the more the midas hadin got stronger against him. Because again, Koirach was rooted in major, major dinim. To the point where the Midas Hadin beat him up to such an extent, to the point where they knocked him out, knocked him down completely, to the point where Koirach went up against Hashem, and his anointed one, Al Moshe Aaron, Val Kola Kula, against Moshe Rabbeinu and Akoin and the whole Torah, as is pointed out in the Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin, chapter 10, Haloch Aleph. That's the wording in the Gemara, that Koirach was chilek against Hashem and his anointed ones. And as a result of these super severe, harsh dinim that were in Koirach, Shemehem Achizas Hayitzrim Roim, which is what the Yitzhahara draws energy from and attaches itself to. Alkein Hoyoloi Koyach Lahatois. That's what empowered Koirach to make such a mistake. Lahosis Ulahadiach as Gdoilait Sadikim to go ahead and seduce and convince leading tzaddikim, people who had ruach ha-kodesh, 
Shehem Mosayim Vachamishim Roshe Sanhedrois, which were these 250 leading rabbis of the Sanhedrin. Nesiyeyeda, Kriye Moye, the Torah praises them so much, they were so great, and Koirach was able to convince them to go against, to rebel against Moshe Rabbeinu and Arakoyin. Ki Iker Hayetzahora Shel Hagdoilim, because as Rabbi Nassau explains there in chapter 72, the main Yetzirah of these great, great rabbis is these Gvurais and Dinim, which they don't succeed in sweetening. And this is what Koirach was all about. Koirach was a levi, which is rooted in Din, and he was not to sweeten the din inside of him. And that's what gave him the ability to, to, to cause such great leaders of Klal Yisrael to, to make a mistake, to join him in this mistake. We'll just do a little bit more. The paragraph test, the whole to'usayoyo, and his whole mistake was shamachmas gasusoy, that because of his arrogance, nidmeloy, it seemed to him shahakol shovim, that everybody's equal, we're all the same. V'loy rotso lahamen shegam hatzadikim hakdoishim tzrichim milchoma gedoylem ayetzor shomala. Koirach refused to believe that even great, great Sadiqim have to battle a Yetzahara on their level. Shehu Bechinas Dinim. The Omar and Koirach said, Shemi Shuv Ein That a person who's on such a high level, for them there's no battle at all whatsoever. They're perfect. And if that's the case, if there's no battle, Hakol Shovim, we're all equal. And therefore, there's no difference between Moshe Rabbeinu Aaron and and these other rabbis. Especially since at that time, the entire Jewish nation was on an incredible, incredible high level. Because the entire Jewish nation experienced prophecy, seeing Hashem face to face on Har Sinai. And this is why Koirach said, Rav lachem, enough for you. Ki kol ha'eda kulam kedoshim. The entire community here is holy. U besoichom Hashem, and Hashem is among us. U madua tisnasu al kahal Hashem. Why should you, Moshe Rabbein on our coin, lord yourselves over the community? Hainu kanal, this is what we just said. Shehiksha, koirach asked, madua tisnasu, what makes you bigger? Since everyone is holy, all of us heard Hashem speaking on Har Sinai, as it says in the Medrash. All of them are on a very high level. And all of us have lost our Yetzirah. Because the Gemara says that the Tumah that entered into the world from the Eitz Hadas 
was terminated at Har Sinai. And all of Klal Yisrael was zeichet to this prophecy to see Hashem face to face. To hear on Mount Sinai from Hashem the first two of the Ten Commandments. And if that's the case, What makes Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim greater than everybody else? How, how is there any differentiation of levels if you're telling me that the Yetzirah was eliminated completely, the Tumah was eliminated? But the truth is, all of this mistaken ideology of Koirach, all of his mistaken ideas came about because of his gaiva, his arrogance. Ki because the truth is, even though the Gemara tells us that the tumor that was injected into the world from the snake at the time of creation, that that came to a stop, it's true that the Jewish people no longer had to contend with a baby Yetzirah, with a little league Yetzirah, about food and fit, but they did still have to fight a major, major battle against the heavenly Yetzirah, Shehu Bechinas Malach HaKodesh, which is this holy angel that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there in Likut Imran. Bechinas Gvurois Vedinim. They still had to deal with this issue of Hamtoka Sadinim. V'yalkein Be'emes Kamo Nechshelu Chak Achakach Becheto Egel Omaraglim. And that's why many Jews, unfortunately, ended up messing up afterwards with the Egel and the story of the Maraglim. And even those that didn't actually participate in those sins, they still had major battles to contend with. We'll hold it over here for now. We'll continue this paragraph in the next shir. There's still going to be more. Rav is going to go into detail regarding the specific challenges with which how Koirach tried to make fun to show that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't know what he's talking about. And Rav is going to explain each one of those. We should be zeichet to anova dikdusha, to humility. We should be zeichet to know that, uh, that we are still fighting battles and we need the tzaddikim, who even they are also fighting battles. We need their help and their support and guidance. And we believe by Munashleima that there'll come a time when the Mida Sadin will be nimtak completely and, and will be zerchet to the final complete Gu'ul Shleimah, Bimheru Amen Amen.